This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post game podcast. All right, podcast time. Just had a nice Thursday show. Al Dukes, what do you say down the shore? Oh, hi, Jerry. And we had a nice Thursday show meeting, as we do. Uh, we got news this week that Mark Chernoff, our program director, is retiring. And, of course, the scuttlebutt is always around. Like, who's going to uh, take over for yeah. Mark when he retires? Who's going to—I was starting to think back, like, it used to be a thing, where, especially in media, like radio, TV, where everybody in the business, the ultimate thing to do was to get to New York. Sure. Like you would uh, travel the country, going from market to market, moving up as you go, with the ultimate thing being to do this in New York City. And I'm curious if that is still a thing. I don't think so. Thoughts on that? I don't think it is anymore. I I think think it is either. And part of that is you've got opportunities all over the country now. Really, anywhere you go, um, you can do sports radio. I think the markets are big. I think the sports are big. It's not like New York is what it used to be. I don't think it's the – maybe it's the media capital of the world, but you can do media everywhere now because of the internet. So I think it one – I think you're right. I think when we were kids it was, but I think that's – for me, it's different. I would actually – I would go was, somewhere else in a heartbeat if I could. It was like that though for like – for music DJs yeah. as well, like rock radio. You wanted to be sure. – number one in new york in new city. york city that's exactly that was right. the big thing and now i think i think the other thing that gets in like especially like in a management type role like that mark has and that uh will be available once he retires is that these are people generally that are a little bit older have more experience but now those people have children and now if you're in a market like tampa or pittsburgh you know are you going to uproot your family right to go do that. I always wondered that. Like, I have friends in the Tampa market who are celebrities in Tampa. Sure. And they make a decent money and they, you know, the housing prices are cheaper and also like they live like stars down there. Right. What, Why would you want to leave? Yeah. I remember my, my friend Mike who's down there. He does uh, mornings on 1025 The Bone. Right. Cox Broadcasting. And I tried to get him to come up uh, to, to take a job working with David Lee Roth. Right, right. And he didn't want to leave. And I and, and back then, I was like, I don't understand. Why would he not want this job? Well, because he's got a great job in yeah. a great city, and he could probably walk into any restaurant 
and they are they know aware him. of who he is. Yeah. Yeah. Big fish, small pond. Yes. And I don't think there's I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You know, you want to move Me around, neither. move around, but if you if you if you are settled somewhere and you're not only successful, but you're comfortable, you're making, you know, you may not be, you know, richer than rich, but you're making plenty of money, especially for where you live, then your family's happy and the weather's good, why would you leave? Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't. I know Unless I there, there are still some people that see that as the ultimate thing is to get on the air or run a radio station or a TV station in New York City. To each his own. That's what I say. I say the same thing. The other weird thing with sports radio in particular with these bigger markets, let's say New York City, is sports is uh, like we always have talked about like Joe Beningo was New York sports. Yes, right? absolutely. Could Joe have gotten a job doing sports talk in Atlanta? So it's interesting because I think Joe is a rare bird. Oh, the Atlanta Falcons. Um, Ooh, I think bird. if Al could have, uh, Al, I think if Joe could have worked on his accent just a little bit, <laughs> yes, Joe. Joe is the type of sports mind that could have done, and I mean this. I think he could have done sports talk in Birmingham. He knew Al. When I tell you, he knew everything about almost every damn team, about every game, every sport. It was unbelievable. You want to talk to him about Alabama football? He go back 50 years and talk about Alabama football. You want to talk Rangers hockey? He could do that too. He could talk about the Oilers. Um, he just—he's one of those rare minds that knew anything and everything about sports because he dedicated his life to it. That right, but said, he, yes. But he sounded New York, right? Well, I just said, he if was. he worked on his accent a little bit. And also had passion for the teams that he did root for, which were New York teams. Yeah, well, again, now it becomes a problem. if You, you can't be leading with the Jets on a football Monday if the Falcons beat the Titans in a big game right. the day prior. There's two different things. Is he capable of doing it? Yes. Would his passion show through? I think it would, but... Now the man's got to actually want to divert away from the New York scene. That's a different story. Like, could Mike Francesa have been successful doing sports talk in Atlanta? I don't know. I, I don't know the answer to that. I think Miami is an interesting market. Because, a lot of New Yorkers. Yeah, a lot of New Yorkers down there. No doubt. And I think they root for a lot of the New York teams. Yeah. So I think that would be a, a spot that New York radio type guys could go to. I can tell you. And when Sid did that. Yes, and did it well. When we went to Miami two years ago, two summers ago, to see the Mets and the Marlins, um, I, the, there was no doubt there were many more Mets fans than Marlins fans there. Yeah, I mean, it was then the Friday night game, there was nobody at. But the Sunday afternoon game that Jacob deGrom pitched, um, I would say it was 65-35 Mets fans to Marlins fans. Yeah, even when, we, when I was uh, doing sports talk down in Tampa, and there's definitely more uh, New Yorkers in Miami than Tampa— but there were plenty. In fact, our our radio station ran the Yankee games. We had yeah. John and Susan on every night. That's right. They had the Tampa affiliates. Tampa affiliates, no doubt. So I just I think that's a like I think sports. So even when people say like when somebody is a, when there's a job opening at WFAN for a talk show host, which does not happen often, as we know, you know you can you pick a guy who is dominant in Detroit and bring him here. I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know either. I don't know if that works, but it does work or did work all these years in rock radio, right? Yeah, things have changed. Things have changed. I know, changed. really have. It's almost as if we like protect our area as if you're an outsider. Get out. Get out. Like You're not a New Yorker. We want to hear from you for. Because there's a guy from who works at Detroit uh, Sports Talk, I, I believe in the company. Valenti, is that his name? Yeah, didn't he, he did some shows over the yeah, summer, didn't the, he? Yeah, he did some shows over the summer, and I think he might even originally be from here. I think Long Island. 
Yeah, but even that's tough. Like once you go somewhere, and Carlin tried to do it in, or I guess did do it in Philadelphia. He did well though. And Carlin did well. did well. Yeah, I, I you know when he took the mid the uh, the afternoon job here, I remember talking to him. Like it was a big decision to make. Because he was doing well, doing yes. middays in Philly. He was doing the show with Ike Reese. He was doing afternoon drive with Ike Reese. Oh, he was doing afternoons. Yes, I think they were number one. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. But as he said, you get an opportunity to do afternoon drive on the fan, you take it. I wonder if he regrets that now. I don't. He, I would say this. You don't regret the decision. You regret the way it worked out. Because you yeah, had, I, I get why he took the job. Right. He worked at WFAN for a long time. If you get the opportunity to get the afternoon show to take over where Mike and the Mad Dog sat, and then Mike, for all those years, you take it. Yeah. But I am sure there were times when he did, you know, when... There, when, when it was like you uh, buying a car. Yeah, there were times when he probably sat there and was like, why did I do that? But now he's on at night on uh, ESPN. He is, and he still does so, his Rutgers football games. Right, so he's still in the mix, but he, like, bought a house down in the Philly area. Yeah. Had to sell that, come back up here. That's true. Then it wasn't long. You know, they weren't on the air very long before Mike decided he was coming back. It was like, what a what a roller coaster. What a mess of two years. What a mess of two years. Yeah, there's no doubt. No doubt. And I know, he, I believe they still live in that house they bought down in South Jersey. I don't think he ever came back up here. Oh, really? I do believe they're still in that house. And the one thing about his ESPN gig that I like yeah. Is yeah, it's you know, it's talk shows at night. That's fine, and he gets bumped a lot because of Nixon Rangers games. Yeah, but in the summer he's going to have a lot of shows because they don't have baseball, and you've also got the Nixon Rangers will be done at that point. So he'll get a lot of shows there at certain times of the year. He'll be on a lot more than others. But the one really cool thing about the gig he's got is how many national games he gets to broadcast as a play-by-play man. I mean, he did bowl games. He'll do college basketball games for them on ESPN Radio. I mean, he's go. I bet you he'll end up doing. Maybe the number's not right, but I would say between basketball and college football, I will bet you he'll end up doing fifteen national games. Yeah, you know that's that's awesome. Like that's a lot of fun. That's at least a perk because I know he didn't. You know, he didn't want to leave here, and he obviously didn't just leave on his own. But um, I think the situation he's in is not a, not a terrible one. Right. So probably right now, if you talk to him today and you said, "Do you regret leaving Philly?" He'd probably say no. Probably. But there's, I am sure there were times where he was like, yes. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I hate people that say, I have no regrets. Man, I uh, I love a good regret. Why do you love a good regret? <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, people think it's a weakness to say you regret something. Like, all it, all go, it's doing is I really, have no regrets. all it's doing is admitting that you made a mistake, really. Yeah. You know, we and all make right. them. You're right. I have buyer's remorse in everything I purchase. Did you have any buyer? But you didn't with the condo. I didn't with this condo, right? right. That's like, and talk right. about a big purchase to not have regrets. Yeah. Yes. That's awesome. That's true. I mean, you know, that's true. I ha- I tend to have buyer's remorse on smaller dumb things, which makes no sense. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Like it'll. I'll tell you where I get buyer's remorse, where it super pisses me off. Is uh, if I go to a restaurant or get takeout and I'm not happy. Yeah, with it. I don't blame you. Oh, that pisses me off. Because you're looking forward to the meal. Yeah, and then you look at what you paid and you're like, this was crap and I could have made this myself for $3. Yeah, no doubt. You know what's so funny? You talk about remorse or making bad decisions or. Yeah. <laughs> this is the other day. Now, we, we go to Dearborn Farms and Homedale a lot, as you know. And yes. when we don't have anything ready for dinner, I'll just go grab a couple of prepared meals just because it's easy and the done, d- dinner's done. 
So my wife the other day wound up buying. I I wasn't eating. She didn't realize. And so um, she ended up with an, an additional meal, which was fettuccine Alfredo with grilled chicken. Nice. I didn't eat it that night because we were off schedule and whatever. So she had four meals, only three were eaten. A couple of days later, we forgot that that was in there and no one ate oh. it. And so I mean, this was funny. What a dream. So as, as I made a cup of coffee in the afternoon, she now keep in mind, she's now going through the refrigerator. She's got to throw out this dinner. Because no one ate it, and it's you know, after four or five days, it's, that all, it's over. That pisses me off, right? And and all hey, she was not happy; she was throwing it out. So I don't want to misrepresent this. So as she's throwing out this meal that we didn't eat, I take a straw out from the cabinet to stir my coffee, and then I throw the straw out, and she looks at me and goes, "You're wasting a straw." You just threw away a $9 dinner. <laughs> the straw cost two cents. And I didn't waste it. I used it. You stirred. I said, would it any better if I actually sip my coffee through it? Right. <laughs> but it is funny, though, because you think about the things that you... And that's, trust me, it wasn't money. She's just like, why are you using a straw to stir the coffee? Right. I, I totally get it. Right, and but, we're in a straw-banning kind of world now, well, that's, right now. That's true, too. But that drove her nuts. But because the food had gone bad, you know, the fact that we just threw away $9, she wasn't happy about it, but it's like, eh, what are you going to do? Right. But I used a straw to stir coffee. I was like, what are you doing? (laughs) Come on. (laughs) I thought that was funny. I I hate when, like, food has to get thrown out. It's awful. I know. Trust me. I know. It is the the worst thing you can do in, in in a house. It's terrible. Yeah. You just feel so bad for people that don't have anything. And then when you end up throwing away a good meal, and what's even worse is when you forget about something. Yeah, I thought you were going to tell me good news, like you forgot about a meal in the fridge and it was no. still good, and you were like, oh my, because that happens too sometimes. You'll get pizza, you'll have some leftover, you'll forget you had pizza, you'll open the fridge and be like, oh my God, I have that pizza. That happened to me a few over. weeks ago. We had uh, leftover eggplant parm sub. Oh my gosh, a leftover eggplant parm. Yeah, I totally forgot about it. It was like, it was it was awesome. It was like a little trip. <laughs> I'm laughing now because yesterday on Carton and Roberts, Craig got excited. He goes, oh, I have that um, sardine sandwich in my fridge. Oh, God. <laughs> Who eats that anymore? Eats sardine sandwiches. Holy moly. Well, God bless them as Tommy Lugauer walks in. Hey, God bless. God All right, bless. Uh, Jerry, uh, let's do the warm-up program. Ooh, and tomorrow's a football Friday. Lest you think we're not going to do cool games for Super Bowl Sunday, <laughs> you are incorrect. Well, you have to sing one more time. Yeah, I got to do one more because we don't know. It may not be. Well, listen, by the time this uh, you get this podcast and we go on the air tomorrow, a barber may have infected Patrick That's true. Mahomes, you're, you're or Tom wrong. Brady's gardener may have given him coronavirus. Give me your opinion before be you're right. Give me your opinion before you go. I have Rutgers at nine p.m. tonight. Ooh, at the tip is actually nine oh eight. In Rutgers at Rutgers, I hope. No, I'm in Minnesota. <laughs> no, no, yes, at Rutgers. <laughs> so, would you go home? Yeah. I, I could get home by twelve fifteen. Okay, sleep for. Th- Two hours and 40 minutes? Or do I just come straight here, try and get here by one-ish, and get a solid 3.15? It's a difference of a half hour sleep. Yeah, I would say say if you can't lay down for four hours at home, then you go right to work. All right. So I guess I'll be on Boomer's couch at 1 a.m. Because otherwise, that's a lot of driving. Oh, all right. I guess that's what I'll do. We'll see you on a Friday, then. Oh, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. We'll see you tomorrow. So... 
What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Jerry, don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. No, it does not. Let's get this thing going on a Thursday morning, a couple of minutes after 5 o'clock. Myself, Eddie Scazzeri in New York City, down in Bradley Beach, an old man by the sea. His name is Al Albert Dukes. Al, how are you? Oh, good morning, Jerry. Jerry, let me test my music today, because can you hear this? Yeah, but you had it going yesterday, too, though, I thought. In the I know, show. but it's, it still acted funny when I fired it up. Oh. But I have a new computer coming today, Jerry. I ordered one. I nice. said uh, I, I demand perfection when it comes to my machines, my coworkers, and my dog. And I get rarely get it in any uh, or myself. I expect perfection in me, and uh, that rarely happens, Jerry. You know why? Because we're human. Right. Jerry, did you see this story about um, the Chiefs getting haircuts? Yeah. And uh, their barber in the middle of the haircut gets called out for having a coronavirus. I don't understand how he wasn't tested numerous times prior to it. Right. They go, oh, his test came in while he was giving It haircuts. doesn't make sense. W- right. Why? <laughs> why not? You, I mean, you have to get cleared to walk into the building. Right. So you don't uh, interact with uh, Allie in makeup. Correct. I'm getting tested twice a week just to make sure that there's no issue with Allie. This guy, meanwhile, he had lined up 20 players from the Chiefs to give them haircuts. Can I ask you this, too? Yes. Why are we getting haircuts right before the Super Bowl? Oh, you got to look slick, Jerry. Oh, stop. The whole thing. Honestly, Al, this whole story is ridiculous. Yeah, Number one, you can wait until after the game for the damn haircut. Number mm-hmm. two, if you're going to have this close contact with not one, two, but 20 players, then he should be treated the way the players are. The players are being tested twice a day, every day right now, to make sure there's no issues leading up to the game. But you know what? That guy should have been tested twice a day, every day last week if he wanted to cut the Kansas City Chiefs' hair. This guy must give great haircuts. I guess. 20 dudes are lined up. Listen, Prime Barber Lounge in in Middletown. That's where where the Chiefs should go get their haircuts. That's where you would send them? Yes. That's where you're going during the pandemic? That's where I've been going for two years now. You got to wear a mask, right, when you go yes. in there, Jerry, and get your oh, hair absolutely. Cut? Yeah, definitely. Man, so, yeah, it's also weird, like, that they would pick, like you said, an untested guy for all these players to come in contact with. It'd be one thing if, you know, each guy individually is getting haircuts in various places where they always go in Kansas City. Yeah. Now, listen, I didn't read the whole story. Maybe he was I tested did. once. But I think if you're going to have that close contact with that many players right before this game, I think he should have been tested five, six, seven times before ever stepping foot near them. And he was lined up to give Patrick Mahomes a haircut. Yeah. But luckily, that didn't happen. It was Kilgore, right? That was in the seat when they came and said, yes. you're, you're positive. He said, just finish the haircut. Yeah, because he was halfway through a haircut. <laughs> That's funny. The guy would be walking around with half a head cut. I did that once. You had a half a haircut? The first time I cut my own hair, I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> This is back in Astoria. Would you use clippers? No, no, I, I used the razor with the with the clip-ons. Yeah. The problem was I didn't know what I was doing. It was all uneven, and it looked ridiculous. Now, like anything in life, the second time I did it, 
a little bit better. The third time, much better. And then all of a sudden, because I could, until this Prime Barber Lounge came around, I could not find anyone to cut my hair properly. So, so you're I, doing it yourself. Yeah. The problem with doing it myself was, even though I liked the way it came out, it makes a mess in the bathroom. Yeah. And you feel like you clean vacuum. up. Yeah. And then there's hair that's because it's in the air and it's fallen everywhere still. So my wife was not thrilled with that. So I don't do it anymore unless I have to. But, you know. Not not good when you do it yourself and you look uh, half cockeyed. Right. So then you had to go to a place to uh, finish your bad haircut. No, Is no. I went home and I no, no. I I continued uh, the next day. I was going to go somewhere and then realized I look like an idiot. I cannot do that. And right. I just I kind of figured it out. Yeah. So like I shaved my head completely, so it's easier because. But I'm sure I'm just destroying the drains in my house. Like you know, just the little little sure bald hair. Well, know, that's what Roto is not it? Roto Rooter. You call Roto Rooter. Yeah. Where you pour that Drano down the More sink. More Drano. Yes, you could do that. It's amazing that that doesn't burn the pipes. Yeah, I think it. Like, I think you can't have plastic pipes when you do it. I would say probably not. Burn right through them. But most, if you look under your sink, you probably got plastic elbow pipes there, Jerry. Plastic elbow pipes? Yeah, the elbow-looking pipe. Yes. <laughs> I understand. But yeah, I mean, imagine what's in that stuff. It's It, it will eat away hair and soap scum. Yeah, it destroys it. Yeah, Ugh. that's what I'm talking about, Jerry. Get some Drano in there. And you know you're in trouble when you pour half a thing of Drano down and that doesn't do the job. Like, that's oh. happened to me. You ever do that thing where you have to weed, you, you stick the thing the down snake. the pipe? Yeah, the snake. Yeah, I've done that. Yeah. Oh. yeah. And when you pull out lumps of hair. It's disgusting. Oh. I had moved into my place in Basking Ridge many years ago and I was uh, you know cleaning everything up and cleaning everything out. And I thought, I looked at the vacuum cleaner and I saw the hose that comes out of the vacuum cleaner. I go, you know, that hose looks like it's the same size as the drain in the bathtub. I'm going to stick it down there. Right. A big wad of hair came up. Jerry, it smelled Ugh. like a sewer. Yeah. It's nothing but just crap. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. We're just disgusting human beings. Yeah, we are. Yes, sir. All right, so we got a, there's two players now we have to watch out for to see if they test positive. Two players in particular, I guess. Yes, yeah, well, Marcus, guys Marcus Robinson and uh, Kilgore. As uh, being uh, the close contacts with yes, this barber. that's what we talked about yesterday, correct. And they said um, that uh, DeMarie Smith came out. He's the uh, NFL Players Association head fella. He says there is uh, no scenario wherein they would move the Super Bowl. Nor should there be. Not at this point, unless in you other can't words, feel the team. In other words, if 20 Kansas City Chiefs, including Patrick Mahomes, got coronavirus. Well, you got 30-something left. From a barber, you're gonna have to get her done with. But who's that backup quarterback? But let's not remember Anky. one thing. Remember one thing though, um, they they didn't get the haircut, right? So it's not like twenty went through. Oh, I see. So let's not. They were you know, lined up. Correct. So all good. They they'll be fine for. They'll be fine on Sunday. And isn't it weird, Jerry? There's a that Patrick Mahomes has a, has a commercial about about haircuts. haircuts. Yes, State Farm, I think, isn't State it? State Farm, yeah, yeah, Jake the Mahomes rate. Farm. Yeah, they just they switched out those Jakes as if we didn't notice. What do you mean they switched out the Jakes? There's different well, Jakes? Well, Jake from State Farm was the first one who was talking dirty to the guy on the phone, and the wife wanted to know who who the husband was talking to. Yeah, that to. wasn't working, though. And it, oh, I thought that was oh, awesome. Oh, come on. I mean, that was funny once. This guy, this a, guy's outstanding. Now they got a Jake from State Farm who spends most of his time in the gym. And lifting. he's jacked. Yeah, he's all jacked up. He's more jacked than Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, and these commercials. Yeah, he's much better. Yeah, he's fi you like him better? Oh, a hundred percent, much he, better. He's unrelatable, Jerry. He's so muscular. He's not unrelatable. 
He's fun. The, the other Jake was just like a frump in <laughs> but, that, but you know pants. what? That had no sustainability. Like I guess. He couldn't become a character. That was fine for the one. You couldn't see him hanging no. out with Patrick Mahomes and no. uh, Aaron Rodgers? No, not at all. Yeah. This guy I can see. All right. Absolutely. He's more believable, Jake. Which one? Now, this, a different name, at least. My favorite Mahomes one is uh, the one where he's throwing the bean bags, you know, the cornhole. Yeah. Without well, you're a big cornhole without, guy. Well, but not for that. It's just I just like the way they make it look how he's not even looking. Just and everyone swinging. goes in. <laughs> it's pretty funny. And then you have, isn't it also the uh, the State Farm with Chris Paul? With the with yes. uh, the guy from uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air, yes, Alphonse Ribeiro, yeah, is that his name? Yes, those to me have gotten a little tiresome. All right, you know, everywhere Chris Paul goes, they, either that guy shows up or they're destroying his stuff. I was getting sick of the Aaron Rodgers agent, and I'm glad they ditched that thing. Remember that guy? Yes, he was, uh, yeah, he was. He that was, was fun tiresome. for a while. Well, for a little while, Jerry. No sustainability, as you said, uh, Jerry. The great Doctor Fauci. Does not want you to have now. Gina, hold on. Giannotti is sending me that the barber tested negative for five consecutive days. No kidding. And then he got positive. That's unbelievable. What is going on with this coronavirus test? All right. You know what? Then they. I guess they did what they had to do. Then. Wow. So they did the right thing. Then he must have made out with a coronavirus uh, person. I I guess. Got it. Yeah. The whole thing is like when, when I travel with Rutgers, Al. It is basically. So for a, if we travel on Saturday, I've got to go get tested Friday. Then I've got to get tested again on Saturday before I'm allowed on the plane. And then we got to get tested again on Sunday before the game. And they ask us not to go do anything. So if I test Friday to travel on Saturday, they, they have asked us to go back on Friday and just stay home, which is what you do. This is like, so this, you tell me this guy must have been tested negative five different times and clearly must have seen somebody somewhere. Jerry, no wonder why I forget which country it is. The they're doing anal swabs to test China. You. China, yes, China. They're doing anal swabs because that's more accurate. My uh, my sauna blanket has just arrived. Nice. Yes, it's huge. <laughs> well, you're a big man, Jerry. You've got to slide yourself. In I am. There. I'm looking to lose 15 pounds today. <laughs> if and the it, anal swab test, Jerry, all is, right, is the most accurate. Did you clearly see the ours, demonstration for it? I did. <laughs> Clearly, the one that the Chiefs and the NFL are using is not accurate. I guess not. I, I Call China, Jerry. Get the tests over here. You know what I saw when I was in Chicago? This cannot be. This can't be successful. There were billboards on the road. Get your 15-minute COVID result tests. <laughs> Those are probably accurate. Yeah, you go to Acme. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> that can't work. No. It's just like when that, like the drug stores and all go, uh, get your flu shot here. Who's giving it to me? I know. I the know. pharmacy tech in the back? Yeah. Well, you know what? Yes, actually. the ph- I think the actual pharmacist has to deliver it. Uh, I don't think so. because I won't say who. The cashier. If uh, you someone remember, open, not a cashier. Register and give this guy a flu shot. If you remember, we had a drug store come in and give us flu shots years and years ago. And it was not the pharmacist that came in and gave them to us. It was all the techs. Remember? It was, the, it was all the stock boys. It was not stock boys. <laughs> that was not the case. Could you put this shampoo on the shelf and give this gentleman his flu shot? <laughs> sure. Bend over. <laughs> <laughs> so the, uh, the China thing is weird, man. The anal swabs in China? Yes. Yes. 
Well, uh, they're evidently accurate. If the Chiefs would have been doing this, they wouldn't have uh, had a guy test positive in the middle of well, a haircut. And the Broncos wouldn't have had to have someone that never played quarterback in the NFL play quarterback exactly. that one game. Ay, ay, ay. That's what I would institute. If that's the direction we're heading in, I'm just I'm just going to be like you and stay in my house. Just stay home. That yes. way you don't have to get tested. I can't be dealing with that. Come on now. Dr. Fauci does not want you having a Super Bowl Of course, party. Dr. Fauci doesn't. I'm well aware. This was his quote, Jerry. Lay low and cool it. Have we been laying low for almost we a full been. calendar year? I did Lay see low. New Jersey up the uh, restaurant stuff to 35% now. Is that right? Yes, from 25 I would never to be 35%. able to do the math if I owned the restaurant. I'd be like, okay. I think it's a guy. Let me guide. get this straight. I don't think you're out with a calculator trying to figure it out. <laughs> Let me get this straight. I could normally hold 33 people. Now right. I'd have to do the math on it and be like, okay, 35%. Right. Not that hard. Much. Well, a third of 33 is 11. That's yeah, 33% you're right. They're, right there. They're really not paying attention to it because I've been in no. places where I was not six feet apart from the next person. Yeah, and that concerns me because just from the standpoint of, A, you're taking a big risk of having your license taken away and being shut down, number one, or at least closed, down. Or closed temporarily. And yes. two, it's like you want to think like if you're going to do something, you're hoping that they're doing the right thing. And I'm, I'm with you. I've been in places where we've picked up, where we haven't gone and sat, but I've done ordered pickup or takeout, whatever you want to call it, and you go to pick it up, and you look like, wow, this place is packed. Yeah, (laughs) or just a bunch of people waiting around for takeout. That too. Yeah, well, yeah, that's true. But at least with the takeout, most people have their masks on. When you're sitting there eating, no one's got a mask on at the table. Right. You know what we did? I did for um, uh, for my wife's birthday. We have with a few friends. I I rented a, not rented, uh, got reservations for an igloo. Oh, an igloo. Yes, a heated igloo outside. At a, yeah, at a restaurant? Yeah. I'm not going to say where, but yes. Yeah, I don't want to sit in an igloo. I think it looks kind of neat, actually. You know why? It's a, just a different experience, because here's the thing. We're never going to do this again. So I figure one time, and she's freaked out about the whole thing. So She doesn't want to go in the igloo, or she's she doesn't want to go, go into the restaurant? She doesn't want to go okay, into the restaurant so right now. An igloo is her thing. I guess they got it all fired up with heat, right? Oh, yeah. Igloos? Oh, they're heated? Absolutely. You get your own personal uh, waiter or waitress. Yeah. And you get it. I think it give you two and a half hours. You get two and a half hours to eat your meal in this igloo. Otherwise, we shut it down and turn the well, heat off. Yeah, I mean, if you're you done, out. you're done. But what they're yeah, saying is out. two and a half hours, get out. And yeah, you know what? If you time. can't have your meal in two and a half, even with a couple of friends. It should be 90 minutes. It's enough. That's what I would do. If no, I no, but I story. think it probably will. But I like the fact that they actually give you extra time if needed. Right. So They won't throw you. But at two hours, you're out. Two and a half. Two and a half. I believe it's two and a half. I mean, that's you're, a long time. You're, you're right. You could, you could have appetizers. Absolutely. You could have meals. You could have a coffee with biscotti. Yes, you could do that as too. As a dessert. I don't think I'm going to get her a birthday biscotti, though. Oh, I would. <laughs> of course you would. <laughs> nice. Stelladoros. Uh, <laughs> I noticed you don't have Stelladoros on your dessert menu. <laughs> Quick break. 517, just getting started. Boomer and Geo, they're here. And they're going to do a show starting at 6 on The Fan. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Al and Jerry, Radio Gaga, Radio Goo Goo. 
You know, Radio we just... Doo-doo. Okay, Radio Doo-Doo. Uh, we just heard from Karen Stewart, and I know you have not commuted in in quite a while, Al. It's almost a it's full been a year. a while. Yeah. Well... And so you have these mornings, and today was one of them for me, where no matter what lane you were in, no matter where you were going, it just seemed to get clogged up somewhere. Kind of like your drains we were talking about before. With full of hair, yeah. It was it was unbelievable. Like, you would have three lanes, let's say on the BQE for whatever reason, and all three cars are going the same speed. And I don't mean fast, like slow. They're, They're crawling, Jerry. Oh, my God. And there was at one point... Driving in the right lane, everything's going fine, and you notice the car like that's way out in front of you is approaching you very quickly. You go left. The guy had to have been doing twenty miles an hour. Do you think people still have radar detectors? And I think they people think, are idiots. Do radar detectors work? Um, those used to be huge. Like everyone had radar work, detectors. But I, here's the thing about those. Now I believe, and a, a cop can let us know on on Twitter or or, or not. I guess. Um, I believe the way a lot of policemen do it now is they have the radar gun, and instead of just having it out, I believe they shoot the radar at the oh, car. Oh, so it's like two, by the time yeah. you get your shot with radar, it's too late for your radar detector. I think so. I'm not 100% sure of that. Yeah, when we were in high school, like everybody had radar detector. Everyone detectors. had a radar detector. That's true. Yeah. And it looked cool in your car because you had this uh, black radar detector yes. in your windshield with all sorts of flashing lights to yeah. let you know like you were a badass and the cops weren't going to get you because you had a Cobra radar detector. That The Cobra. You remember that? The Cobra, Jerry. That's right. I still occasionally, very rarely, will I walk by a parked car and see a radar detector. A radar detector is something <laughs> that I thought would never go away, just like I never thought the... The portable GPS would ever go away. Yeah, those are gone. I thought though, I thought that was the most genius thing. I'm like, man, they built a business. No one's going to be able to beat this. Yeah, your telephone. <laughs> Who would have ever thought your telephone? And the thing that sucked about the, the the portable GPS is like if you were somewhere and you got lost, you're like, holy crap, I'm lost. Let me get my thing. It would take forever to boot yes. and forever to find the satellites. And it's like, come on, bro. I was driving back from Colgate. Now, I'm sure Eddie knows. You have no idea where Colgate is. But, Col- right? you have any it's idea? North Carolina. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it's not North Carolina. Um, anyhow, it's out in the sticks. I'll just say that. And so coming back was one of those nights where they played at 7 p.m. And I had to drive back right after because I was not going to miss the Boomer and Carton show the next morning. And I'm driving back with my partner, Dallin Cuff, and we've got the GPS in the car. And at one point, it, it tells us to turn right. The turn right, Al, was like bales of hay. Hmm. There was no road. Just turn right into the bales of hay. You'll be right on your way. So we kept going straight, and it kept recalculating. And it would keep telling us to turn right. We finally turned right down like a dirt road that had these old homes that just the road just stopped, and there was a barn. Recalculating. I th- I'm not joking. I thought we were going to die that night. It was scary. It was like 15 degrees out. We didn't know where we were, and this stupid GPS thing was lost. <laughs> it was not good. Google Maps, so much better. Agree. Don't absolutely. tell me Waze. Waze stinks. Uh, Google Maps is the best. I agree. A couple of quick things here on Twitter. Steve Martino said, Drano is acid, but it does come in a plastic bottle. Which is a great point. That's a very good point. Boy, what's so, two morons? <laughs> so we I can't be worried. sat here and said, it's going to burn the plastic It's going to eat right through the plastic, and yet it comes in a plastic <laughs> bottle. Whoops. Oh, also, I was just thinking about this barber again in yeah. um, Kansas City. 
this guy's got to had to be scared to death, right? He tested, as Gio sent us the article, tested negative for five straight days. Then he's given a haircut, and his test comes back positive. He must have been in full panic mode. He's probably a huge Kansas City Chiefs fan. Yeah. His entire business probably rides on the fact that the Kansas City Chiefs players all go there for haircuts. Imagine if he gives them coronavirus. No. <laughs> and, well, and they can't play in the Super Bowl. And not to bring this back to Rutgers, but I said to my wife, every time I go on this trip now, on a trip with them, we have to get tested the morning of the game. And I sit there and say, my God, can you imagine if I'm the reason a game gets canceled? Right. Or like their star player gets coronavirus. From me. It was contracted from a oh Jerry Rocco play-by-play man. Like yeah, I've seen this say, bad. maybe I maybe not a good idea. Speaking yeah. of oh, be, yeah. speaking of dangerous, are you familiar? Because I actually know a couple of his songs, but I was not familiar with his name. Are you familiar with the rapper Lil Uzi Vert? Uh, only from Geo mentioning Lil Uzi Vert. Okay, he's got some very. He's got one song out on YouTube that's got over four hundred million downloads. Yeah, I don't understand. Um, so but I'm old. Did you? Yes. Did you see this story? He had a diamond um, put into his forehead. I did see him rapping into a microphone with this diamond yeah. uh, stuck in his forehead. And how much the diamond is? It's a big diamond. Yeah, how much is worth? What is this? $24 million. Oh, a tw- come on. I say It's a rare pink diamond mm-hmm. that's a $24 million diamond. How does Lil Uzi Vert get $24 million? Because he's worth probably a billion. How? No uh, be, one pays for music anymore. I, I don't know. I, I've no asked concerts. you. You're the music guy. I've asked you a million times how guys make how they know. make money. Because yeah, our $10 a month to Spotify is not paying everybody. I know. Like, uh, you know, remember Marilyn Manson, the yes. shock rocker? Sure. So he's in the news because uh, various past Can't girlfriends say he's uh, a violent man. Yeah, okay. uh, so yesterday they go to uh, the police get a call to, for a wellness check on Mr. Marilyn Manson because he's not answering his phone and stuff. So I, I saw on, um, you know, like TMZ, his his house in the Hollywood Hills. Yeah. And I'm like, how does Marilyn Manson have all this money? I don't know how anyone has money in the music business. Well, I mean, concerts, they make a fortune, don't I they? Yes, They I have know. to. Marilyn Manson concert in well, but think 2021? About, but think about how much concert tickets cost these days. And we talk about this all the time. I mean, it costs, right? You want to go to the art center. How many times have you told me who the hell is paying $125 to go see... You know, whoever it might be. Yeah, when I wanted to go, I wanted to go see Brian Adams, the right. summer of How much was 69 it? guy. Well, they were all sold out. So on the secondary market, that $300 right. to see but, Brian Adams. But even that face value is probably 100 bucks, 125 yes. yes, it is. Now multiply it by 10,000 people. So, hey, they're getting paid somehow. I guess. I'm with but you. Marilyn it's not Manson, from the downloads. I, I think it's playing small clubs at this point. Jerry, Mr. Tom Brady. I've heard of him was not happy with a teammate he saw crying tears of joy after the championship game against the Green Bay Packers. He said they hadn't won anything yet. There was nothing to celebrate. He's right. This is according to Bucks linebacker Levante David, who was on a podcast called All Things Covered. Although, why do we, how come we do not recognize the fact that you won your conference as something? Well, they do when they sell those bad hats and T-shirts. Like yeah. you would ever wear an NFC East champion. But any team shirt. that's but any team that's been to the Super Bowl and loses, we look like we look at the Bills as a bunch of losers. Yeah, a bunch they of won the AFC four years in a row. <laughs> yeah, but they're losers, Jerry. They could never put it together. Right, and that's the, and that's the perception right there. 
They won the <laughs> NFC. Enjoy it. Now, I don't even growing to up, cry about we, it. But. Growing up, we always considered the Vikings a bunch of losers because they right. lost four Super Bowls. You're absolutely right. And that's not right because they were they won a hell of a lot. Right. They just didn't win the game. But do you think anyone buys those T-shirts and hats that say I did NFC East yes. champions? Uh, I did buy that the first time. I believe back in the early '90s, the first time. Because now you got to remember, for me, you know, everybody, oh, you're a Cowboy fan. You've watched them win so much. No, for me, I grew up at the worst time because I remember three and thirteen, one and fifteen. I that was awful. So I kind of got went, into it, right? I got into it, you know, Dwight Clark, and then it was all downhill from there until '92. So you were looking at, you know, well, it's not that long, but you're looking at seven, eight years of not very good football. And then those were my high school years, too. Like, I went through high school. The Cowboys were horrendous. So, yeah, when they won the, the, that first division, I might even still have the T-shirt somewhere. Yes, I did buy that. And I also yeah, bought but... the um, the conference championship shirts. Because hmm. I see those for sale. I was like, who's buying these? Because it's really Me. only good for, like, a week Correct. or two weeks. Well, and then you know what? I'll wear it. wear it next year. No, I would. I would. It's just hmm. a shirt. I suppose, Jerry. Jerry, the old gunslinger Brett Favre is in the news again. Oh yes, you want? Can I, uh, Eddie? Do you have the fader up by any chance? Ooh, a fader up. Yes, because I'd like you check out my fader. I just thought this was amazing. What a nice introduction he got. Oh, as he was on Yahoo Sports, and you just tell me if anything right, stands out. All right, Jerry. to you with this introduction. I, I think it's obvious, but it might not be. Here right. we go. This is Brett Favre on Yahoo Sports. Joining us today is Hall of Fame quarterback Brett Favre to talk about the big game this weekend. Before we begin, Brett, we know you have a new podcast, Bowling with Favre on Podcast One. <laughs> the Brett Favre podcast. Boiling with Favre or Boiling with Brett. <laughs> That's what it's called? Boiling with Brett. Yeah, she called it bowling, but it's boiling. Bowling with Brett. I'd, I'd sign up for Bowling with Brett. Yeah, no, that would be fun. That would be unique, no one's too. listening to a Brett Favre podcast. <laughs> They're just not. So I linked to the story because I wanted to see if I could find the audio, and it goes right to the video interview. You know, they got <laughs> the host is there with him on video conference, God. and when she opens it, <laughs> not only football, but he's got a new podcast <laughs> on bowling, bowling with Brett. You know, but not for nothing. Do you also know that the Richard Sherman? You know where the John Gruden Richard Sherman thing came from? I did see where that came from. Chris Collinsworth podcast. Stop, everyone, stop. With your podcasts, no Tremendous. more. Yeah, but listen, if we didn't have these no podcasts, we wouldn't more. have these stories. I know, but that's the only reason. That's the only way they get any recognition is because actual places with listeners play their clips. They're getting recognition, though. I guess. So anyway, tell the story because I kind of jumped you. I'm sorry. What a waste of time. Brett Farms has chimed in on the Deshaun Watson situation, and it's quite rich, Jerry. You get paid to do a certain job and just do it. And let the chips fall where they may. I think we make too much money to voice an opinion. I think we make too much money to voice an opinion, but I'm not saying he's wrong. (laughs) That's the part everybody leaves out. Because it's a just an it's a way that he's covering his buttocks. Yes, absolutely. He's really he's that's not what he really means. What is wrong with what he's saying though? Because he was a tool when he. Was with wasn't uh, sure if he wanted Packers. to retire or not. Correct, but he wasn't. It wasn't like he also demanded to be traded. I suppose, but Deshaun Watson's he agent just contemplated retirement six years in a row. David Mugaletta says Brett should probably stop throwing stones from that glass house. 
he's sitting in. I guess. I don't look at it as, as the same. I just don't. Yeah, I think I'm more on your side on this one. When I first read it, I was like, that's right. This is freaking Brett Favre. And what did he do? Uh, yeah, he didn't force his way out of uh, no. Green Bay. He no. just kept wanting to play. And at some point, they were like, get out. Yeah. They, 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 out, they, were, they were waiting for him to leave because they had Aaron Rodgers waiting. Right. So I, I'm sorry. I don't think it's one and the same. All right, I'm with you, Jerry. I, you've turned me around on this story very quickly. I'm more on your side now. 25 in front of six. I'm going to just leave since I just won that one, and I'm going to get ready to put the sauna blanket on, uh, which we'll do at 7 o'clock, by the way. At 6 o'clock, it's Boomer and Geo. A lot to do here on a football Thursday on The Fan. Al and Jerry, let's talk more rock. When you gonna ring it? When you gonna ring it? 542, what do you say? I just did a little research just because I'm curious about these shows and stuff. So this uh, little Uzi Vert guy makes $60,000 a show. That yeah, sounds about right to me, I think. And you nailed it. I just saw it is $24 million. That's what they're saying. Now, I'm not, I don't know if it's $24 million. Here's what I know. The idiot had a diamond implanted in his forehead, which makes what? him a prime target to be abducted. And, you know, I mean, give me a break. Well, I just saw make sense uh, to me. I, I just saw Kevin over a bar stool said I, I, that if this were him, like he'd be worried someone's going to chop his head off yes. to take the diamond. Yes. I mean, you're, or, again, abducted and just rip it out of his forehead and then drop him off on the side of the road somewhere. Right. It doesn't make sense to me. But whatever. And I know a lot of people don't understand how, you know, I don't believe he makes this kind of... Guys, there's a lot of money out there. I'm telling you. it's. I just saw he's got 3.5 billion streams. You got to be making some money from that, no? Something. Yeah, I would think so, yeah. That's not Something. million. That's billion. Billion streams. All right. I got to get into Little Uzi Vert, I guess. You see, again, I, I, I do know a couple of songs. I don't think you would know any. No, I'm a, I'm a classic rocker. Yeah, no, no, I know. I am too, but I'm around that. I Me, mean, my son listens to that music. So I do listen to rap music uh, a little bit. So I do know certain songs. And I actually do know two of his. All right. Where was he first? Vito checking in on Twitter, Jerry. And I'd actually like to see a video of this. Vito, if you can videotape this one morning, he says, My two dogs wake up instantly and know it's time to eat when the warm up show theme song comes on. Oh, I like that. That would be very cool to see that. I'm pretty sure my dog, at the end of the post game podcast, which is the end of my work day day in the morning when the dog knows that then, then it's time to go out, I know when I yell the, the see ya at the end. And I do it like that, like I do it, like guttural. Sure. Dog gets right up, like time to go. Well, because it knows the sound and the tone now. Yeah. That makes sense to me. Same way when you call them to eat. Yeah. The, maybe I've got to start doing that when it's time for her to eat, too. You see my neighbors just be hearing me yelling, <laughs> all day long. <laughs> Have you thought about yet, like when you do come back in 2022, how that's going to impact the dog? Um, yeah, I think she's going to be okay. I think um, I'll have uh, either Gina will come in for one walk or I've identified a quality dog walker in town. Will you that, have the uh, video camera on nonstop? Um, I will check in on the dog on the video camera Good. just to make sure she's not uh, whining yeah. for the neighbors. Or wrecking the place. <laughs> yeah, she's not a big wrecking the place kind of girl, but yeah. I'm she concerned. She hasn't that lived she... without you yet. Yeah, I've left her for, you know, I go to my sister's, All Christmas, right. Thanksgiving, that sort of thing. So she's fine. Fair enough. Uh, what do I want to do next? Oh, Frank Reich, Jerry. You know, he's the uh, head co- coach of the uh, Indianapolis Colts. former and Boomer's teammate, friend. Uh, former uh, roommate and teammate and friend, uh, current friend of Mr. Boomer Sison. He says he's reached out to Peyton Manning 
about the Colts QB situation to so get his input. Oh, not to resign him. Not to resign him to get his input. I do like it. All these rumors have come out that Andrew Luck's coming out of retirement, which he's not. Why? I I guess because it's easy. I saw a, a highlight reel yesterday was going around the internet of it was like called something like Andrew Luck sportsmanship, and they had him mic'd up throughout his career, right? And they had him. It was it was all all edited together of him taking big hits after either getting sacked or you know releasing a a ball and then getting drilled right and, and him him constantly going good hit brother good hit hey that was a good hit <laughs> hey man great tackle hey those man. hits knocked him out of football <laughs> yeah but he was so complimentary every time and people are like oh what sport I think he was playing with their heads maybe. Like Maybe. the fact that you just gave me your best hit, I got up and was like, "Hey, nice hit!" Like it didn't affect me enough. Little mind games, yeah, little mind games. And how about this? I would see then after he would tell the guy, "Nice hit," guys would help him up. It worked. It worked. Yeah. Well, that's the whole. Uh, trying to think, what that was Rocky and Apollo Creed. He kept hitting them, kept hitting them, and Rocky kept getting up. Yeah. Didn't affect them. Jerry, they say it's not how many times you get knocked in. It's how many times you get up. It's how many times you get up. That's now, exactly right. should Frank Reich really be consulting Peyton Manning for advice considering the Jets, he... the Jets consulted <laughs> Peyton Manning for advice. That's coach. what I mean. <laughs> considering he gave us Adam Gase? Well, I would say Peyton Manning probably knows a little bit more about the quarterback position than he does about being a head coach. So I don't think it's a bad Oof. thing. It's probably good... You know, it's probably good for, you know, the fans to see it and hear Peyton Manning's back in the mix in some way, shape, or form with the Colts. I don't think it's a bad thing. In the mix, got to have it. Right. Now, if he recommends that the Colts go with Trevor Simeon, (laughs) that could be a problem. That would be something different. You know what you want to do? You want to trade for Sam Darnold. (laughs) That's what I would recommend. Can we get Adam Gase to suggest to Frank Reich that the Colts trade for Sam Darnold? I suppose you could try. I suppose you could try. And Sean Payton, Jerry, he's expecting to get word yeah, he could of... have, that Drew Brees is retiring. We know. <laughs> I mean, give me a break. Well, this is so stupid. He doesn't have official word yet, Jerry, so he can't move on. But supposedly, a big they announcement. Have... What do you think it is? He's gonna he's gonna announce he's got an endorsement with Fanatics. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I suppose he's retiring. Yes. Uh, that the Saints, it seems like, or at least what they're saying right now is that they they they're gonna hand this over to uh, Jameis Winston. That's interesting. Which and he's a did, good quarterback. He just throws too many interceptions. Yeah, I don't mind that in my quarterback. Like a guy, if you're going to sling it all yeah. over the field, I don't mind that. The problem is, he, you're, uh, you're not wrong. Brett Favre threw uh, a ton of interceptions. Yeah. I'm like Bill Parcells, Jerry. A lot of I, people compare us. I I mean, he told Phil Sims, if you're not throwing interceptions, you're not, trying to, you're not trying to get the ball in there. My issue is trusting him in a big spot. That's my concern. I agree. Jameis Winston can throw, throw the ball with anybody. But... Are you confident in the fourth quarter you need a big drive, he's going to get it done? No. Or is he going to revert back to making Pick. that big mistake? Yeah. So he's still a young kid. I mean, there's no reason Jameis Winston couldn't take the bull by the horns there in New Orleans and become their next franchise quarterback. He's got the talent to do it. We know that. But he's also got that mindset of I'm I, my arm is so good I can stick that ball where I need to. And yes. sometimes, sometimes that doesn't work. I would take him a million times over Taysom Hill as a quarterback. I would too. Oh, I would too. I agree with you. Get, I know I you're not a big fan. I would take him over a lot of different options. Yeah. I'm just not sure that I would make the decision right this second. Well, they can't be another team now looking for a quarterback. 
Oh, if Deshaun Watson if they could goes get, there, Let Jay. me ask you this. If they could get their hands on Derek Carr, you wouldn't want him? Yeah, they'd take him. Right. I mean, there are different ways you can go here. Now, at the end of the day, it very well might be Jameis Winston's team. And again, I don't think that's a terrible idea. I think he has a, every opportunity to be a great quarterback. But if I can get, if I can upgrade with someone with a better track record, I might do that because I still have a Super Bowl ready team. Let me, let me frauds, upgrade, upgrade. Yeah. Jerry, um, uh, we always get uh, around Super Bowl week this week prior to the Super Bowl some sort of story about strippers in the Super Bowl city. Sure. A lot of times they have to bring in strippers from other states and cities because sometimes the cities where the Super Bowls are being held are not do not have a plethora of dancers. Fly them in from Vegas. Fly them in from Southern Vegas. California. This sort of thing, Jerry. But that is not a problem in Tampa, as they have many, many strip clubs year-round. Yeah, I do think if it was a regular Super Bowl, though, I think they would have flown girls in. Well, the New York Post did an extensive story on the strip clubs in Tampa and what they're doing to keep their customers and their dancers safe. There will be masked dances, sanitized poles, but the one thing they're not sticking to is the six feet apart rule. (laughs) They've said that. They go, listen, that's the one thing we're not sticking with, no six feet apart. That's tremendous. Now, they said a lot of the clubs are sticking with just the dancers who work that club year-round because they're trying to um, benefit those dancers, people that have been with the club. They know uh, that they're tested. supply and demand. Supply and demand. I read this also in this New York Post article, that during Super Bowl week, dancers can make up to $15,000 in an evening. I believe that. And you know it's in cash, cash. It's, yeah, it is cash. Give me cash. I do believe that, but I don't think this is that type of week. There's yeah, just not enough people s- down there. You're right. So, and yeah, that, it's, it's amazing that that number does not shock me. And especially, uh, they said, you know, Radio Row is full of podcasters. They got no money, Jerry. <laughs> Brett Favre. <laughs> <laughs> the newest podcaster of them all. All right, one final break. On the other side, we'll wrap things up. By the way, the Knicks did win last night. They beat the Bulls by four oh, nice. points. Yes, Julius Randle had a good game. So we'll get more on that coming up from the guys because Al did not see the game, nor did I, actually. And uh, we'll wrap things up in just a moment. And then Boomer and Geo at 6. Right now, though, a Radio.com sportsman and Amy Lawrence talking, uh, talking about New Orleans and the Saints. How about that? It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. The superheroes of WFAN. We're talking about the sauna blanket, Al. Sorry about that. How are you? Uh, the Knicks did win last night. Uh, what else you got? Uh, good news, Jerry. Yesterday, we talked about this on a previous warm-up show or post-game podcast. Uh, yesterday, my brand-new binoculars came in. Oh, you got them. Oh, yeah, and they work great. 50 bucks too. I didn't go crazy. And uh, I used them yesterday looking out at the beach, and I could read signs that were really far away. What was so, the uh, magnification on those? Binoculars? I think it was, was like twenty by fifty or something like that. All right. So Jerry, in the summer, if you want to head over here, peeping and can, Al, and we can check out some what? surfers. <laughs> You're such a like. You sound like a creep. <laughs> <laughs> just saying, Jerry. I just want to look at surfers on the beach and look at dolphins and maybe a shark, perhaps whales breaching. Mm. Uh huh. Whatever you say, Al. Did you see Shaq's going to get in the wrestling ring, Jerry? I did. I actually like this idea. AEW wrestling, AEW Dynamite. I think that's awesome because Shaq is such a fun personality. He's perfect for this. I would have loved because Shaq is seven foot one, right? And where's he from? 
Well, Shaq, I'm not sure, but it would have been great if Andre was still alive, Jerry, because that would have been quite a matchup. Andre, Andre the Giant. Siv. Well, Andre the Giant, Jerry. I'm just saying, compared to Shaq, Andre the Giant. Well, he's uh, seven foot four, five hundred twenty-five pounds from Grenoble, France. I thought you were going to do that for Shaq. Shaq's not from Grenoble, France, Jerry. Well, no one knows that. Isn't he from New Jersey? <laughs> <laughs> Seven foot one, three hundred twenty pounds from New Jersey. It <laughs> doesn't have the same. Doesn't ring, sound does the same. It? No, the French Alps. You imagine this giant man just coming down the mountains, going to just put a big boot in your and face. He was a giant man. I thought Shaq had wrestled before in WWF years ago. He might have. I have no idea. It's very they made possible. It, they made this article made it sound like this is his first time wrestling. Hmm. We're okay. getting you ready oh, all week long for Super Bowl Fifty Five. 